Glory to God. You are welcome once again to this podcast, The Fountain of Life. I pray that as you listen to this podcast, the revelation of God becomes tangible in your life with you receiving testimonies that shall draw people unto you that they indeed may also be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. May that be your portion and may the Lord cause you to rise above the ceiling that you thought you wouldn't go uh, beyond. In the mighty name of Jesus, may that be your portion for the rest of your life. Glory to God. First of all, I would like to start from the book of 2 Kings chapter 19 from verse 1. And it came to pass, when King Hezekiah heard it, that he rent his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna, the scribe. And the elders of the priests covered with sackcloth to Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos. And they said unto him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to the bath, and there is no strength to bring forth. Glory to God. Now, for a large part, in times that we live in, and even in our surroundings, we see people who are ready to bring forth something, but for a reason, they do not have the ability to make it happen. Because they try as hard as they can, but nothing seems to be happening. You actually see this person toiling day and night, but it's not happening. You know that indeed their time is now, but it is not happening. And someone tries as hard as they can. They try, but across the road, you see someone, it's, it's not like they're even hustling at all. But for some reason, they just have results, left, right, and center. Then you wonder, what is it about that person? How come that person is different? For you, you're praying day and night. You're toiling from morning to evening. But the other person just wakes up and says a few things. And boom, there is a manifestation. And you're like, how? How is that possible? Amen? You remember in the book of First Samuel, when Hannah had her spirit and her soul troubled. So she cried out unto the Lord, and the Lord gave her a testimony. Samuel. So later on, in chapter 2, verse 9, she says, By strength shall no man prevail. What was it about the strength that she was talking about? Maybe before she came and sought the Lord, there are certain things that she had tried, and she realized, The only person that can take me out of this pit is the Lord. That's why she comes and says, by strength shall no man prevail. Because there are certain places and there are certain doors that you're not able to open unless you get certain keys. Keys that come from the household of the Lord. In Revelation 
chapter 3, the Bible tells us uh, about the keys of the house of David. Glory to God. And if I'm to read uh, that particular scripture, Revelations chapter 3, verse 7, and to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write these things saying, He that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. Glory to God. So there are certain keys that you get that elevate you to that level. The keys that put you in a place where there is nothing that can touch you. There is nothing that can come across you and, and tumble you over. Because you've moved into a certain realm. You've moved into a certain position where the enemy is under your feet. And you have to recognize that. That all that you have and all that is before you is emanating from the throne of God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be where you are. That's why the prophet Zechariah comes and says, Not by might, nor by power, but by the spirit says the Lord of hosts. So in every position that we find ourselves in, for as long as we want something that is tangible, we have to look unto the source, and the source being our Lord. But when you look at the scripture in Revelation 3.7, which talks about he that has the keys, okay, that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no one opens there is a scripture that intrigues me a lot that's in Isaiah 22 if I'm to read uh, from verse 19 so I will drive you out of your office and from your position he will pull you down then it shall be in that day that I will call my servant Eliakim the son of Hilkiah I will clothe him with your robe and strengthen him with your belt, I will commit your responsibility into his hand. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. The key of the house of David I will lay on his shoulder, for he shall open and no one shall shut, and he shall shut and no one shall open. I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place, and he will become a glorious throne to his father's house. Glory to God. So for this gentleman, a man, he had the keys of the house of David. And remember uh, in the first scripture that we read, uh, Eliakim was a servant of the king Hezekiah. So he had reached this point where he's able to open and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens. So what was it that he tapped into that he reached this revelation where he's able to open and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens? There are certain attributes about the Lord that we can tap into not by our physical stature, not by our, uh, our position in society, not by our popularity, but by continuously exposing ourselves unto him. 
that is the only way that we are able to see the clear mandate and tap into the place where we achieve our reality in an instant. Glory to God. Because the Lord will always hasten his word. He will be quick to perform his word for as long as you only look unto him. The scripture tells us in, 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 in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 12, Then the Lord said unto me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Glory to, to God. The King James Version says, I shall hasten my word to perform it. I think there is a, there's a version which says, I shall watch over my word to perform it. Glory to God. So everything that pertains to life is simplified when we look unto the Lord, when we look unto him, because indeed he is the source. He is the one that prepares a path for us. So when you are walking each and every day, what is it that you're conscious of? What draws you? What is that that you see when you make a move? Is it the Lord? Because you see, there are certain things that become easier. There are certain things that are rushed only because you've chosen to look at the Lord. And it doesn't matter how long they should be. But for as long as the Lord is in it, everything just happens fast. You see, while Hezekiah was saying the children have come to birth, but they do not have strength to bring forth. Look at Isaiah 66, verse 8, which says, Who has had such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. Hmm. Glory to God. So for Zion, as soon as she went into labor, she gave birth to her children. There was nothing like yearning for strength. It just happened in an instant. So what are those mighty, mighty things that we want to see in our lives? What is that thing that you so much cherish but is not manifesting? That's why the Lord says to Jeremiah 33, verse 3, that call unto me and I will answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not. Everything that pertains to our life and godliness is in the Lord and we only have to cry out unto him and indeed he's going to manifest and in times that we live in, peculiar times, times where so much is happening around us and so many distractions that are happening around us, we can easily be swayed aside and we can easily look for alternatives. Yet everything that we need is in the Lord. Everything that we so desire is in the Lord. We only have to try him. We only have to come unto him and be like, Lord, you all that I need. you all that I want. I want to see your hand. That's why the psalmist 
34 verse 8 says, Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Because blessed is the man who trusts in him. For as long as you choose to trust in him, you are going to be blessed. You are going to be delivered. You are going to see yourself elevated from one realm of glory to another. You know, the psalmist father goes on to say, The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So each day you are seeking the Lord and you're calling unto him because he is your source. Regardless of what is happening around you, for as long as your eyes are focused on him, he is going to manifest. You see, people are able to chase things. People are probably able to get a certain level of success in the natural. But for as long as the Lord is not in it, it is not sustainable. The psalmist in 127 from verse 1 tells us, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. (laughs) So staying up late eh? and working hard and so forth, even if you actually succeeded with a certain level of of maybe success in the natural. The Lord calls it bread of sorrow. Amen? That means there is a higher life. There is a higher pattern of life that you can manifest. A life that only stems from our Lord Jesus Christ. A life that can only be quenched by our thirst in the Lord. That's why you remember in the book of John, glory to God, John chapter 7, when the Lord comes and cries out in verse uh, uh, 37, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Glory to God. Another translation says, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You need to reach a point where everything that you so desire can only be answered by the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are certain attributes about you that truly change. And anyone is able to see that indeed there's something about this person that can only point us to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's beyond just having a belonging. It's beyond just moving along in a throng and people uh, and you calling yourself, I'm a Christian or I belong to this fellowship or 
this person is my father. No, there are certain things about you that people are supposed to see and indeed they know that this person, hmm, this is where they belong. Because it's clear and that is how it was with the disciples. Do you remember in the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 4, verse 13, and now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. There is some attribute about you for as long as you constantly seek the Lord and for as long as you are kept under his unction, under his anointing, and constantly drinking of that water that he gives you, that life-giving water, that men shall know that indeed this person is different. This person is only from the Lord. You remember what he told the woman at the well in John chapter 4? Whosoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Glory to God. So many times because of the so many challenges of life and the so many things that are around us, we go around and we are looking for water because we want to quench our thirst. So we are going in the natural. We are going by our strength. Yet, Hannah realized it and said, by strength shall no man prevail. Yet, the life-giving water is in the Christ, Jesus Christ. He's the only one who is able to quench our thirst. And I know that in the times that we live in and in our lives we thirst for so many things there are so many things that we desire but they are not manifesting because we forget the source our source is Jesus Christ hmm. you remember the scripture in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 28 so why do you worry about clothing consider the lilies of the field how they grow they neither toil nor spin and yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will it not much more clothe you, O you, O ye of little faith? Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. 
but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Hallelujah. Regardless of what is happening around you, take no thought of it. Do not let your mind be troubled. All you have to do is believe in God. And these things are going to happen to you. That's why Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5:7 that casting all of your care unto him, for he cares for you. Regardless of what is happening around you, just tell the Lord, you know what? You're all that I have. It doesn't matter whether things are not happening my way. I have you. And for as long as I have you, I have peace. Because you satisfy me. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to see? I know there are so many distractions around us and things that take us away from the course and from our race and things that make us anxious things that make us afraid and we are scared about how the pattern is going to is going to be and whether we are actually going to walk on the straight path because everything just looks crooked around us and even when you look at your neighbor you're like how is this person even surviving you're not merely supposed to live in this life and just survive and later on just uh, stumble into heaven no there is a certain life that you can live that manifests Christ what is it that you want to see Paul tells us in in, in Philippians 4 says that be careful for nothing another trans, translation tells us be anxious for nothing I love verse 7 of Philippians 4 and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus the peace of God which surpasses all understanding glory to God everything that you desire in life comes from the Lord Jesus Christ let no one deceive you that you're able to reach certain heights outside of the Lord no we just have to look unto him and things are going to manifest glory to god 
scripture tells us in John chapter 1 from verse 4 In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it regardless of how dark the pit is and hole and how troubled you might be and you might actually think that for a long time you have been in labor but you do not have the strength to bring forth your children just cry unto the lord in him was the life and the life was the light of men it doesn't matter if you're in a place and all things around you are dim there's a light that is able to shine in that place and you're lifted up and thrust onto your throne what is that vision that you want to see what is that one thing that you want to see that's why the uh, the, uh, the prophet habakkuk wrote the vision down that he might be plain under the tablet that he who reads it might run with it though it tarries it shall surely come to pass it doesn't matter how long you have waited just keep your eyes focused on the lord because in an instant he manifests and you're carried into that place how often do we look at the word of god and know that indeed this thing is coming it's coming it's coming i know my lord is coming he's coming through for me you remember uh the scripture in second chronicles 16 verse 9 which says that the eyes of the lord run to and fro around the world to show himself strong unto those whose hearts are perfect unto him But how does the Lord measure perfection? Because for a long uh, uh, time, especially when we were younger and growing up in salvation, we thought perfection is merely just uh, living a certain life, a life of act- of actions. Like this is how I move. I do not maybe club. I do not go to the. I don't do this. No. Perfection is merely just believing the Lord. just believe the lord just believe the lord that is your sustenance and everything around you is going to manifest you just have to believe that the lord is lord over your life that jesus christ is lord over your life and everything else is just going to add up I have never met a man who believed in Jesus and was ashamed. Never. Never met a man. His word is true. His word brings forth life. His word carries you from one place to another. Wisdom speaking in in 4 from verse 20 tells us my son attend to my words incline thine ears 
unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. Hear the scripture telling us. For they are life unto those that find them. Glory to God. Life unto those that find them. For as long as you keep the words of the Lord and you incline your ears to his saying, believe you me, you're going to see the hand of God manifest into your life. You cannot stay uh, still. You cannot stay seated in the same place. You cannot remain stagnant. That's why the prophet Ezekiel is saying, the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. And later on, Ezekiel was on his feet. Ezekiel Tutu, he was on his feet. He did not remain in the same place, seated. There is a certain manifestation that comes unto you. There is a certain aspect of the Lord that comes unto you for as long as you seek him for as long as you're constantly in his presence. You remember how the Bible tells us that the word of God was precious in the times uh, in the times of uh, uh, the times of the priest Eli and, and, and so forth. But when the child Samuel comes forth things change. The scripture tells us in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 21, Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Glory to God. Yet earlier on, they tell us that the word of God was rare in those times. And the scripture tells us that none of the words that Samuel spoke fell to the ground because the Lord revealed himself again in Shiloh. And despite all the sins that had been done by Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, and the Lord striking them dead and, and all that, there was a new pattern that was established in the land. The Lord revealed himself again in Shiloh by the word of God and to the prophet Samuel. Glory to God. Do not lose sight of what you are trying to see. Do not lose sight of the Lord because he's the only one that is able to sustain us. Glory to God. Jesus, our Lord, paid it all. We cannot constantly be in debt. We cannot go around thinking that we are under bondage of another man. No. No. 
is not our portion. That is not how we are supposed to be. Our life is different. We are hidden in Christ. Can Christ be in dead? No. Our Lord has carried us and brought us on a pedestal. We are high above the ordinary. We are high above the humanly and physical attributes. No. <laughs> we cannot be defeated. No. It cannot happen. But how cautious of you to be in the spirit. And how determined are you to tap higher and reach that level where the keys of the house of David are upon you that you yourself are able to open and shut and shut and no one opens. Glory to God. Scripture tells us in Romans 13, 8, Owe no man anything but love. Hmm. We cannot be in bondage anymore because the Lord came for us. He came and carried us from that pit into his bosom. Glory to God. You know, like a hen takes care of its chicks. That is how the Lord desires to hold us. That is how the Lord desires to carry us. It's beyond just reading the word of God and saying, ah, this is nice. This is nice. Now we have to reach a point where we acknowledge these things and acknowledging that indeed these things are in us. That's why Paul tells us in Philemon 1.6 that the communication of your faith being effectual by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you. every good thing that's in you by Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Let that be your portion. Let the Lord be your light that in everything that you so desire and everywhere that you go, it's not by might, it's not by power, but by His Spirit. Because there is a path that he has prepared for you and he has gone ahead of you and all you have to do is 
look at him hallelujah you just have to look unto him because he's the one who has carried you he's the one who has a plan for you he's the one who has carried you from the time that you were a child everything about you was predestined but you have to enter into that place by constantly confessing and knowing that these things belong to you I'll end with this scripture in Hebrews 10 23 which says let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised glory to god the new living translation says let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we are firm for god can be trusted to keep his promise hold on tightly what is that that you want to see for your life for your family for your friends your dreams when you draw them what do you see is the hand of god so short to drag you out of that pit bondage no and there are patterns in the in the scripture and we saw people that the lord pulled out shows us so many people who thought they weren't deserving you remember Saul being anointed and he's saying he's coming from the least tribe the tribe of Benjamin remember uh, Saul the son of Kish who was the first king of of Israel and his family was even the least in that tribe yet he rises he's on the throne do you remember Gideon say he's the least in his family yet the angel comes and calls him man of valor he might have been looked around and wondered are you speaking to me really but it was him how about you who is in this new dispensation where the bible tells you that you have an unction with the holy one and you know all things first john 220 where you have the wisdom of god even if you feel like you don't have it James tells us if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask there's nothing you can ask of the lord for as long as you desire and seek to know him more that he cannot give you there is nothing glory to god just look unto him and your testimony shall be sure and men shall indeed know that the hand of god is upon you
May that be your portion. May you rise. And may you speak of the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. May the Lord bless you. Have a terrific week. Amen.